Okay, guys, welcome to the best version yet, the podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Antonaccio, and I am a leading female weight loss coach, uh, international nutrition psychology specialist, and a disordered eating specialist. And not to mention, I'm also a fully qualified PT. So today's episode is all about this topic. Your weight loss problem is actually a personal development roadblock. Yeah, I said it. So we're going in with a big topic today. Something I've seen over my years through the industry, through coaching, 10 years as a personal trainer, and six years as a nutrition coach, nutrition specialist, is very often the reason the people I work with are struggling with weight loss or weight management is actually down to other areas of their lives. Now bear with me here. So let's use an example, a case study. Let's say Lady A. She has been struggling for the last 10 years. No matter what diet she does, she can't stick to it. So she'll try the shake diet, few days, few weeks. She'll do it for a few days. And then by the weekend, she feels so stressed with a high pressure job, her lifestyle, her children, the relationship she's having with her partner that comes to the weekend. And she just wants to drown her sorrows in a bottle of wine. That bottle of wine turns into a packet of biscuits and crisps because they're hyper palatable foods for her. And that rolls into the fact that on Sunday morning, she's feeling groggy, tired, lethargic, irritable with her children. And then on Sunday morning, she just needs a hangover breakfast. That falls into the trap that that becomes every weekend, needs to be a bacon sandwich and something to clear her head. Also results in the fact that over the weekend, she's in a stressful environment around family and friends where she doesn't feel fulfilled or happy. And it means come Sunday at lunchtime, she just needs a roast dinner and a big bar of chocolate in the evening curled up on the sofa because she's starting to get stressed and worried about the fact that her high pressure job comes around again in a few hours on Monday morning. You can see how those habits have resulted in this lady being in a place where she feels it's impossible for her to lose weight and to progress because the vices she uses every weekend are actually the numbing agents that help manage her stress levels and the fact she's feeling miserable and unfulfilled in other areas of her life. It's quite a big topic. And when we start looking at emotional management and managing your emotions to help manage weight loss, it's a huge personal topic I have direct experience in. So let's use me as an example as well. So in my history, I was an ex-professional dancer uh, contemporary and ballet and did that for 10 years um, and during that process I knew very little about a nutrition but b self-management and emotional management every decision I made was emotional like if we would go out on a weekend after performing it would be god we've had a hard week let's go really hard on our social life so that would be loads of drinks I wouldn't be able to say no we'd perhaps had a brilliant premiere with a, a performance and the excitement would take over the emotional response would kick in there'd be shots everywhere that would turn into excuse my language but fuck it let's have a, a mcdonald's on the way home hangover on the sunday morning and you can see how the pattern continues and on the flip side of it as well during the week, it was an immense amount of pressure to perform and get things right and do things perfectly as a performer. So that high level of pressure and stress would mean that come nine o'clock in the evening, all my intentions around eating well and looking after myself would go out the window and I'd, I'd fall face first into a tub of Nutella. It would mean that at the weekend, when I eventually left the dance industry and replaced that vice with the bodybuilding world, 
bodybuilding world was just another excuse to have very restricted nutrition patterns because I didn't know how to manage my body image or my weight without being really, really restrictive. I didn't understand how to do that, especially when every decision I made was extremely emotional. So when I was in the bodybuilding world, it was this concept of cheat meals. And for me, they are the devil. They are the worst thing ever because what they did was just lent into the mindset that during the week, I had to be perfect. I had to be excessively restrictive. I had to eat little to next to nothing. I had to train to extremes. And I had to be this unrealistic perception of this robot. Because then at the weekends, I just wanted to gorge because I was allowed. I was even given a time frame and a window between six and eight o'clock on a Sunday night to stuff my face intentionally. Now, the damage that comes there would be, so I'm, you know, years afterwards, even when I was still competing, I'd go out for dinner with my partner now, my my fiance, and we'd have a a cheat meal, an off-planned meal. And he'd say to me, oh, I'm just going to get like a burger or a steak or something, and I don't really want a dessert, I'm I'm fine. I'd get angry. I would literally sit being like, well, I'm not. Why aren't you? You're ruining the evening. I would want a starter. I would want alcohol, I would want mains, and I'd want sides, and I'd want dessert, and I'd want to get alcohol on the way home, and I'd want to get snacks and chocolate. Why? Well, because I'm alone, because I fucking want to. Like, no one's going to stop me. And it would make me really angry. We had a lot of arguments around my lack of control of an emotional management around food choices. I could not see a way out of it. And one of the things I work with a lot with my clients inside the program that I offer, best version yet, is it's not just around what you put in your mouth and training. Yes, that's an easy inroad to personal development and self-mastery, because when you get in control of your body, you also start to understand, or for me, what parts of your brain you don't have control over as well. So for years, I really, really struggled with emotional eating, both through distressful emotions and happy emotions. Every excuse to overeat was the only way I felt happy or fulfilled. Whereas what I've done personally over the last two years is a lot of work with my own mindset mentor, Angela Cox, fantastic. Um, And a lot of work with my own prep coach, Stan, uh, and my own business mentor, who has gone to extremes to help me manage and juggle and handle my own emotions. I've, I've always been a very emotional driven person but I never really recognized it until quite recently anxiety is something I've struggled with most of my life I've had bouts of depression and insomnia but food was the thing I kept turning to because I didn't know how to control my body image stuffing and gorging myself on a Sunday night would make me feel immediately numbed from the stress the anxiety the worry then I'd feel terrible I feel guilty I'd hate my body image. I'd put excessive amounts of weight on very fast. We're talking two and a half stone in three months. That's fast. And then I wouldn't know how to get it off without being extreme. Now let's take that back to my client example, Lady A. She's in a position where she's unhappy and unfulfilled in her marriage. She's unfulfilled in her career. It's a high pressure, stressful job that she never saw herself falling into and getting stuck in. But she has responsibilities with children, money, finances and debt. It feels like there's no way out of it. Is there any wonder she feels stuck in that cycle and that loop? No. But when we start working as weight loss and nutrition management and self-mastery in terms of your physicality as an inroad to personal development, what does that do for Lady A? Well, when she starts moving a little bit more, 
because I set her a really basic step target of 2,000 steps extra per day, that does things tenfold. What it does, one, yes, it gets her in a calorie deficit. So she starts losing weight. She starts seeing she can be successful and starts having a little bit of belief in herself. Secondly, it gives her some personal time to get away from work, from family, and think. She's out walking. I may also suggest she listen to something like this podcast or an audio book, and she starts working on her deeper fulfillment and personal development. That in itself, she starts seeing successes and benefits from that. It lowers her stress levels to the point she starts sleeping slightly better at night. She starts liking that person that she's becoming and takes herself off to bed earlier the next week, just by 20 minutes. But those 20 minutes means that for her, she's now getting better quality sleep every night. It's upregulating her insulin sensitivity. And it means all of a sudden she can process carbohydrates better because her blood glucose regulates more stably. And then it means that the food she's eating, she doesn't have such extreme cravings for chocolate and processed carbohydrates anymore. And that in itself means she doesn't feel like she's reaching for sugary, confection-based, numbing agents of food through the day. And the weight keeps dropping off. And she starts again believing and building her self-confidence up. That may give her the confidence to then step forward and say to her family, these are my boundaries. These are the things that are really important and valuable to me to be the best mom or partner to you guys. And again, all of a sudden, it means she wants to spend time with her husband and they book a date night and they reconnect. And that becomes a, a thing they do every month. And she does it without fear because she knows she can feel confident about her weight management. And it rekindles their connection and their marriage starts to improve. Her relationship with her kids starts to develop and get better because she feels she can communicate her standards and her boundaries and her needs and doesn't feel guilty for doing so. Now I'm talking extremes here, but this is the reality of actually what happens inside the program when we start looking at bridging the gap between weight loss and self-mastery and personal development. So very often when you're stuck in a cycle and you feel like, look, I just can't lose weight. I've tried every extreme diet under the sun. I always bounce back to the same underpinnings, problems and habits. What we have to start looking at is a small progressive way to get you to start seeing success in winning and for you to start finding and discovering confidence, self-belief, managing emotions and regulation, stress, happiness or feeling low and start seeing those small changes that have the biggest impact on your life in a positive way and letting those snowball to create success in other areas. And all of a sudden that journey of weight loss becomes something that has so much more value and meaning to your whole life. Your self-care, self-esteem and personal standards are directly linked to the way you start looking after yourself. And again, that in turn makes it much easier to adhere to the things you set yourself. You realise you can get results, you can lose weight and maintain feeling and being more confident all whilst building better habits and building a better, more fulfilled life for yourself. And to me, that's a big deal. It's something I've personally done and gone through that journey myself and taken hundreds of other women through as well. So guys, that is just a little bit of an insight into where I come from, my own personal story, but why I also say that your weight loss problem is a personal development roadblock. Weight loss is that fantastic inroad to understand more about you and how your body works. And then we can start digging to the other layers of how your mind, your self-esteem, your personal standards, your boundaries, 
and your vision for your life is. And we can start working on these things that have a bigger impact on your overall happiness and to become the best version of you ever. So guys, A, I wanna thank you and I'm so grateful as always for you taking the time to listen and and to connect by listening to, to me and my journey and my story and my thoughts. And B, I would urge you to share this with anyone you feel this would be beneficial to, because if I can help impact at least a million women in my lifetime, I've done something that fulfills my own personal care and needs. I want to serve and impact over one million women. And my aim in life is to impact them in any way I can, whether that's through an Instagram post, a podcast, a message, one-to-one coach in a group program, however I can impact, that is something that is deeply fulfilling to me. And that way I can give back to others. So guys, again, I want to say thank you for listening to today's episode and I'll see you next time.